The Biden administration vetoed a bill that directly impacts pre-retirees, retirees, and frankly, anyone saving for retirement right now. The veto preserves the Labor Department's ESG rule. We'll dig into the particulars and how you could be affected on today's show. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and for Dual Financial Strategies, we are all set to uh, visit this week with uh, Sam Duell out on assignment. So we've got uh, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel with us. And remember, uh, with over a score of years of experience, it's Dual Financial Strategies that can take care of your retirement in the Fox Valley at 866-203-7486. So let's talk about government touting ESP. Wait a minute. I mean ESP. G. I thought it was ESPN for a minute, being a sports guy, Luke. So what's that mean in a nutshell? Well, 401k plans and retirement plans um, in, are not being invested based on sort of the best rules of thumb. ESG essentially is environmental, social, and corporate governance. So essentially... Um, Sounds it, like a bad idea to me. Yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of like a woke score. Like how woke is the company? Um, and so they're getting different ratings based on, you know, do you have diversity? How green are you? Um, so all these things that aren't necessarily um, affecting the bottom line. How profitable are you? You know, do we have the right people for the job that are going to grow the company? It's about more of an agenda, um, unfortunately. And so ESG is a framework for comparing um, companies to other companies to say, okay, you're, you have a higher ESG score, so therefore you're, you're better than in, in kind of their eyes. But many are liking it to kind of a social crediting system. And unfortunately, um, roughly 152 million Americans with retirement plans have been affected by this agenda that they they have going on and it's hitting close to the pocketbooks too because bloomberg explored the nuts and bolts of the financial implications for those um, that are going to be impacted and the difference between an esg retirement fund and a non-esg retirement fund um, is is hitting the pocketbooks in the sense that the the average rate of return for an esg fund is around 6.3 percent Whereas a broader fund that isn't focused on these woke scores is closer to 8.9%. So we need to understand the rules of the game and what's going on behind the scenes and the agenda that's really being had here. But it's also it's also going to affect our pocketbooks because the returns aren't as good because we're not we're not focused on the things that are are causing us to be more profitable. Yeah. So, Andy, in dollars and cents, what's this mean? Dollars and cents, this means an investor who puts $10,000 into an average global ESG fund in 2017 would have $13,573 today. That's nearly $1,720 less than those funds that have been placed in a non-ESG portfolio. No. <laughs> well, again, every time we talk about something that, uh, uh, let's put it this way, I, I didn't play left wing in hockey and I certainly wouldn't in these days, if you know what I mean. So I do. Uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So again, Luke, uh, before we get to uh, Ted Cruz and his thoughts on all of these things, how does it affect us? Well, the impact and aftershocks of these decisions are unavoidable. I mean, they're 
they're falling in around us. Um, it's affecting retirement accounts. It's retiring, uh, affecting returns on retirement accounts. And so you need to be aware, you need to work with firms that, um, in our opinion, are more conservative like us that can, um, check our egos at the door and focus on what really matters when it comes to helping families retire and not getting caught up in this this agenda that's out there. Well, I think you would get a, a person who would laud you for that comment and also agree with you in Senator Ted Cruz, who actually joined uh, Stuart Barney on Fox Business uh, recently uh, to weigh in on the impact of this decision for retirees. So you want to talk about impacting folks at home. This is your retirement that Joe Biden has said his politics matters more than your retirement. Yeah, exactly. And he's perfectly happy for you to take the hit. The Senate stood together with a bipartisan vote yes. yesterday and reversed this and said you ought to be able to save for your retirement without politicians impacting and hurting your savings. Yeah, absolutely true. And that's not the only financial news. Right, Andy? Correct. The Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell returned to the podium to share the Fed's unanimous decision to raise rates even more. The Fed managed to raise interest rates from zero to between 4.75 and 5% in one year. The rate hikes are the highest we've seen since 2007 and mark the ninth straight raise in interest rates. This is getting a little ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that you just wonder if uh, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and vice I versa. Think so they care. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, my question, Luke, is what's the goal of some of these continued rate hikes? Well, the continued thought process here is that they're they're continuing to hike rates because they're trying to mitigate and counteract all this excessive inflation that's which out there. they created which they created on their own and now they're trying to make Swindle better more money out of us exactly oh sorry it, it's not um it's not going particularly well um while policymakers um insulated rate hikes were coming to an end alleging that the worst was behind us. But last week's announcement from Powell pointed to the complete opposite direction, and he continues to raise rates yet again. So if, you know, cushioning inflation was truly the goal, then Fed Chair Powell and the Federal Reserve have failed to do so as inflation remains three times higher than it was prior to the pandemic, leading to some to suggest here in the United States that we're headed for additional trouble okay well there was a baseball player uh, once upon a time named mickey klutz i think we could equate that with the president and some other people but we won't talk about stephanie pomboy that way macro maven's president who joined fox news to uh, discuss uh, what to brace for as a result of this economic storm on the horizon as a result and I think, honestly, what we're seeing here, Maria, is not just a banking sector issue. The everything bubble has now burst. And that's going to hit, as uh, you know, to quote the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. So we're going to not have this just contained to the banking system. We're going to have corporate credit markets start to get a little dysfunctional um, and municipal markets. Everything is going to get hit by this delayed impact of the rate hikes. So I do expect the Fed will have a dramatic U-turn in policy over the next few months as that happens. All right. Well, I like everything bagels, but I don't like everything uh, from the economic standpoint that she was just talking about. So uh, what about this banking crisis, Andy? Well, 
The Fed engaging in one of the most vigorous rate tightening campaigns since the 1980s intersected with bank runs and subsequent collapse of SVB this month. The Fed's mission to inflate interest rates has been suggested by many as being a significant contributing factor to the bank failure. I mean, and let's be frank, of course it is. However, SVB specifically took on very, very, um, what's the word I want to use, Luke? Mm, not great necessarily <laughs> business plans about right. where they were going to invest mm-hmm. their money and where they were taking things in. So to to use SVB as the constant example as a bank that has failed, I don't know that that's entirely fair because they took on some very, very risky thoughts as far as business was concerned. And so when you look at lots of other banks, um, no, we can't necessarily always reach in and see what's going on, though I think there should be more transparency in the industry. You know, From a standpoint of what general banks do that we utilize in the Fox Valley versus what SVB was doing in California, they are on different platforms, but it does create a great deal of fear. And they're on different planets, too, and I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm just waiting for that day that uh, California kind of breaks off and floats into the Pacific. But anyway, uh, Luke, what's this all mean to uh, people listening out there, retirees? What's it mean for me, uh, one would ask, uh, on the other end of that radio? Yeah, I mean, I think we have to stay vigilant. We have to stay up on what's going on for retirees in particular i mean it means that cash deposits will likely continue to yield more interest as they've increased interest rates Um, so that's uh, seemingly a good thing because we've come through this period of time where we kind of called it that undeclared war on seniors and savers with interest rates being so low it's just a new war on seniors and savers. it's just a different we've just (laughs) the pendulum has swung really hard good the other way yes um Investors that are holding series I bonds um, should continue to monitor the Treasury's next interest rate adjustment coming up in May um, and keep a close watch on your finances to to just determine and work with people that are like minded um, that can have your best interest in mind going forward as as the world around us is just changing by the second so i guess uh, to amplify on what luke just said andy that's what you can do in the meantime absolutely i think one of the the biggest things if you're feeling fear concern or worry today i i encourage you to seek out somebody do interviews talk to different advisors if you are struggling and really when you meet with somebody talk to them and get transparency. Ask them about how they make their money. Ask them about what type of tools they use for investing. They should not be reluctant to tell you how they make money and explain it in a way that is easy to understand. It does not have to be complicated. So interviewing people to find someone that you and your spouse are comfortable with and make sure that you have a plan that is both flexible and yet you have a plan that can work for you not only now but into the future. And this is not a one-size-fits-all plan. Everybody is a snowflake. You have to work with somebody who you feel comfortable and have a similar mindset with. Otherwise, what is the point? Otherwise, it'll be banging your head up against a brick wall every time that you go in to see them or every time you try and call them and talk to them. That is no fun. And that's not where you want to be with your retirement funds. 
Absolutely. So that smells like fiduciary to me, and that's what Luke Van Abel and Andy Schooler are, and Sam Duell for that matter, even though he's not with us on this week's show. And that's what they're all about at Duell Financial Strategies. They'll give you that retirement lifestyle review. And remember, when we talk about this, it's always at no cost, no obligation. Uh, you just come in, feel comfortable with them, either the Green Bay office, the Appleton office, anywhere in the Fox Valley you're listening to us. Uh, just make that phone call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Now, uh, Sam Duell in his second printing has uh, uh, penned the book, Purpose Determines Placement. And Andy and Luke will explain what that means for you and your retirement when you give them a call and make that appointment. So don't procrastinate. Make that phone call right now to meet with Luke or Andy or uh, uh, also Sam at uh, Dual Financial Strategies because they've got your best interest in mind. When Andy said to interview uh, a financial planner, a retirement planner, she means it. Uh, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask how they're compensated and the like and what can they do for you. That's what dual financial strategies will do for you with their overscore of years of experience. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. What's happening in the next segment? Whether you've been working with a financial advisor or are preparing to sit down with one, there are a few red flags you need to know about, and we're going to cover them after the break. Don't go anywhere. back here on uh, Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, uh, sitting in with uh, Luke Benabel, Andy Schooler, as uh, Sam Duell is on assignment this week for Duel Financial Strategies, where once again, in case you missed the phone number, it is uh, 866. It's a toll-free number. 866-203-7486 to get that uh, independent look and independence is something that we all covet in this country, and they are uh, independent uh, when it comes to—they have no agenda. They want what's best for you uh, as fiduciaries. And we're talking uh, with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies, and I want to see uh, what we're going to talk about uh, in terms of uh, the red flags. Now, uh, most people, if uh, you're into NASCAR racing, want a checkered flag and across that finish line a winner— uh, but there are some red flags we've got to talk about in retirement. And, Andy, we're going to start with this one. And uh, I'm going to pose the question to you and Luke. Uh, and then you can uh, give us what the actual reality is of this situation. So red flag number one is there is no risk at all with this investment. That's a quote. Or uh, there's little to no risk with this investment. What should you uh, think when somebody says that to you? Well, there is risk associated with pretty much all investing, you know, and assessing your risk tolerance is imperative to ensure that you can succeed in building your nest egg and ensuring your environment, your investments rather fit within that tolerance specific to you, because everybody, as Andy was talking about in the last segment is unique, is a snowflake. And so many people are taking on more risk than what they actually think, because they have been maybe told, maybe they've had some poor advice that, um, well, this is a lower risk investment, but that's sort of subjective. So you need to really understand how much risk are you comfortable with? How much risk are you actually taking within your portfolio as a whole when you when you take into account your 401ks, your IRAs, spousal accounts, 
all of it together. All right, here's red flag number two, Andy. Uh, our plan works for everyone, quote unquote. Our, uh, this financial plan is a one-size-fits-all. That kind of goes counter to what you were talking about in uh, segment one. Correct. No plan has ever been one-size-fits-all. They should be customized to your goals, your circumstances, your risk tolerance, and your needs. It's likely that you are working with someone who plans to build your portfolio to fit a product. <clears throat> rather than building a plan to fit you. And that's something we see oftentimes in the industry, unfortunately, is that <clears throat> I would call the growth and accumulation advisors, um, the ones that focus on, you know, during your lifetime expanding your accounts are not necessarily focused on the conservation of your accounts after retirement. They just don't know how to do that. And so consequently, their focus may not work for you in retirement. And therefore, you really do have to take a look at all of these different tools. Sam and Luke do classes all the time, and they talk about lots and lots of different parts that go into your retirement plan. Things that you need to take into consideration would be your taxes, for instance. How your taxes could be affected by your income regarding your Medicare, regarding the costs that are out there that you've maybe not ever had to address. And so consequently, if you are working with someone who doesn't understand and know the nuances of retirement planning, there is is a bunch of gotchas that you have to be careful of and that you have to be mindful of. And if you don't have someone that specializes specifically in that arena, it could be a great detriment to your retirement plan. Absolutely true. And you won't get that kind of uh, double talk and uh, kind of uh, uh, misrepresentation uh, when you deal with the people at Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486. All right, red flag number three, Luke. Uh, this is uh, one that... Uh, uh, some people uh, fear, and that is that you've been given a deadline or you feel pressured to commit to an investment when you talk to somebody who allegedly has your best interest in mind, but maybe doesn't. Yeah, I think this industry is notorious for that, uh, just like maybe used car sales uh, right up there in that arena. Uh, but we're not supposed to be um, salespeople at heart. I mean, this is supposed to be a financial plan. This is supposed to be set up for your specific financial goals in a timeline that you ultimately feel comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, it's your retirement. That's why we call the show what we do, because too often we feel like our industry has started to say, well, no, it's about the broker or the advisor. And it's not. It's not about selling a product. Um, it is. It's more about finding somebody who can sell a solution that can help educate you. As Andy mentioned, that's why Sam and I teach multiple classes because we really want to help people better understand where are they at now, where are they trying to go in the future, and if there's a fit, if there's a way that we can help, then we can have discussions at that time about you know, the 20 plus years of experience that we have in this arena, helping people in or near retirement solve for these things. Absolutely. So again, we're talking about red flags that you out there, if you're preparing for retirement, if you're in that retirement red zone several years away from when you plan to retire, and uh, we want you to uh, avoid some of these red flag statements uh, that can throw you off track and not be in your best interest when you're retiring. So let's go to red flag number four. Now we've got seven of them. We've got some time to explore these things. So Andy, uh, red flag number four is that you 
really don't know what you're paying for in fees. And again, this is something you alluded to in the first segment. Uh, you got to be educated on what you're paying for the services you're getting. Absolutely. You're trusting your financial advisor with your nest egg and ultimately your financial future. They should be completely transparent about how much money and how they're making their money and you know ultimately how they're getting compensated. This is not, again, this doesn't have to be rocket science. The challenge that we see oftentimes is when we look at your statements, the statements that are coming from these companies have gotten much better at not really being transparent about what they're putting on statements today. So it's very hard to ferret out how much you're paying in fees. So if you're using mutual funds, for example, mutual funds get priced every day at the end of business close or at the end of market close. So that's three o'clock. So what happens is the market closes, all of the fees that are in those internal accounts, they come out and then the numbers get reported on that side. So you don't necessarily see what's going on. There's eight separate fees in mutual funds four of which are stated and four of which are not. And I think it's completely, well, I won't use the term I want to use, but ridiculous. <laughs> that, <it> no. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that this is not transparent. This doesn't have to be rocket science. They just don't want to report it so you don't know really what you're paying. So we have specialized software that we can use to ferret out some of the fees that are stated in prospectuses. You know, those things that you get that are the size of what used to be your white pages. Um, they're no longer really out there. They're doing everything much more electronic. So it's even harder to ferret out information because most people... People are so overwhelmed by the amount of emails that they get, let alone trying to ferret through the information there and figure out what you're paying. And that becomes even more challenging. So it's very hard to tell. And then, unfortunately, many of the advisors work for a company first. They don't work for you directly. So consequently, what they are doing is that company dictates what that individual is allowed to use and sell to you, which doesn't necessarily mean it's in your best interest or the best performing product for the time. So you have to look at all these factors, but if nobody's telling you and being transparent about where your fees are coming from or how that advisor is getting paid, how do you know? And so that's the question that we put out there all the time is you have to be comfortable with whomever you're working with. You have to work with somebody who can give you a plan and yet be flexible that if things change, because let's face it, life always does, that you can make tweaks and changes to that account without fundamentally starting over. Yeah. And with uh, the client's best interest in mind, that's what we're driving Absolutely. at here. And fiduciaries, they are uh, both Andy and Luke uh, on this program, Sam Duell as well. All right. Here's red flag number five, Luke. Uh, you're encouraged to go all in on one investment. Now, that should be uh, common sense that you don't do that, but some people don't have that kind of common sense, I suppose, and they get uh, uh, led into a, the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, when, when somebody who's in a position, a professional position, even if we know in the back of our mind maybe the hair is standing up on our arms, um, when they're suggesting that, we think, well, maybe this person knows something that I don't know. And so we start to do things that we shouldn't. But you should um, always be encouraged to have diversification, to utilize different financial tools that can best position you for the outcome that you're looking for. I mean, we have to remember, folks, that we're talking and our, our main audience here is is those of you that are retiring soon. You know, if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, that's a different ball game. That's a different, you know, set of standards and rules and risk tolerance. Um, and even for those younger people, I don't think betting the farm all in one position is the right uh, avenue there either. But you want to look for 
different asset classes. You want to own many different types of asset classes, many different types of tools, if possible. Not only um, do we want to own those many different things, but we should also be concerned about how they relate to one another. All right, we've only got a minute here. I'm going to about combine Andy's six and seven on these red flags here. Red flag number six is uh, you haven't discussed your risk tolerance or asset allocation with a professional, and your financial advisor really doesn't answer your questions or address your concerns when they're prompted. Well, those are both really good points, so I'll go through these quickly. So as you age, your experience, any big life changes, marriage, starting a new job, having a child, moving, divorce, losing a job, your advisor and you should sit down and revisit your plan, should assess your comfort level, your risk as it pertains to your investments and your allocation among different asset classes. Now, in regard to your financial advisor not answering your question or addressing your concerns, that is the role of a financial advisor, and they should be willing and available and able to answer your questions and provide you solutions that will create some sort of transparency and ease for you so that you can move through your retirement because that's ultimately at the end of the day what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to do at Dual Financial Strategies is to make sure that you don't have any fear. Uh, you have confidence in your retirement and that's what fiduciaries do. That's what Andy Schooler does. That's what Luke Van Abel does. That's what Sam Duell does at Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to get that uh, no-cost, no-obligation assessment of your retirement uh, with uh, their retirement lifestyle review. They will sit down with you, make sure you're comfortable with them, they comfortable with you, and then you'll start discussing your uh, situation and when you want to retire, how much uh, uh, you want to enjoy your off time in retirement, because they'll make that possible for you as fiduciaries who have your uh, best interest in mind coming first. So once again, wherever you're listening to us in the Fox Valley, uh, Call that number. Uh, don't wait. Make an appointment at no cost, no obligation to discuss all these things at 866-203-7486. Now we're uh, coming into the third segment here, Fast Moving Show. What's coming up next? Retirement, the chance to do what you want, when you want, where you want. When we come back, a few things you may want to think about before you jump in with both feet. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in with uh, Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Sam is on, uh, well, he's not on vacation. He's on assignment right now. And he's probably listening to every word we say and uh, making sure that uh, we're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. Right, guys? So... Uh, it's good to be with you each and every week uh, here on Your Retirement. Now, did you know that uh, some 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day in America? So uh, the big question is, are you ready for retirement out there? Do you have enough saved? What about Social Security? What about uh, making all the right choices? Well, it's absolutely critical that you do so. So uh, Luke and Andy are going to go over some of the things that you might want to do, but you might want to think over before uh, you take the plunge and make those final decisions on things. And as you're approaching retirement, Luke, uh, one would ask, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to uh, set an end date to your career or do you uh, plan to work indefinitely? Yeah. And I think it's important that um, when we're talking about planning to work indefinitely or setting a date that you're just really realistic with yourself. I mean, if you're in a career where you really enjoy what you're doing and you could honestly see yourself continuing to work, then that's great. Um, but if not, um, and it's okay if not, um, then you're realistic about 
you know, you're probably going to retire in your 60s or at some time because many baby boomers have every intention of staying on the job beyond 65. I think we feel like it's the right answer. Uh, We know that it'll help preserve our wealth. It'll last longer. But either because you want to or you have to, your desire um, should should ultimately be in line with your goals. And something important to consider is this, that 53% of workers expect to work beyond age 65 um, to make ends meet, according to a Transamerica study. Yet, you can't count on being able to bring in a paycheck if you need it. So while more than half of today's workers plan to continue working in retirement, the reality is that just one in five Americans age 65 and over are actually employed according to a U.S. Department of Labor study. All right, uh, Andy, what about this one now? A little mistake here if you put off saving for retirement. I mean, time's running out here, and we implore people that are in their 40s and 50s to start thinking about this because uh, don't uh, do tomorrow what you can do today when it comes to saving for retirement, right? Absolutely. If you have kids and grandkids that are even younger, I suggest you start blasting the horn about getting them to save money. Now, where they save obviously is a big difference and where you save is a big difference. So I'm not sure what options you have, whether you're using a 401k through work, a Roth 401k through work, if you have individual IRAs outside or individual Roth IRAs, or if you have other alternative investments or savings that are sitting outside. But the reality of the situation is Putting off saving for retirement can be a big and costly mistake. In fact, the single biggest financial regret of Americans surveyed by Bankrate was waiting too long to start saving for retirement. And not surprisingly, respondents 50 and older express this regret at a much higher rate. I mean, we see this in classes all the time where people come and say, man, I wish I would have known that information 15, 20 years ago, as opposed to just learning it today when I am three to five years out from retirement. So make sure that you are putting a great deal of effort and energy in. As you increase in your salary um, or your compensation of some kind, make sure you're increasing how much you're putting away for your retirement. This is your retirement, and you have to make sure that you have enough to make sure you get through your retirement, not just be able to retire. Anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired or not. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're talking about things that you should be thinking about as you approach retirement, and one of those things is uh, when to take Social Security, because sometimes people make a mistake, and of course, there's no one good answer to this, Luke, but sometimes claiming Social Security too early is not good. Correct. You're entitled to start taking Social Security benefits at age 62, but you might want to wait if you can afford it, if it's in line with your goals. What are you trying to accomplish when Social Security started? Your benefits were based off of your full retirement benefit amount, which was at your full retirement age, which when it started was 65 years old. Now, for most retirees coming up on that time frame, it's between 66 and 67 years old. Um, if you're wondering when full retirement is for you, if you were born after 1959, then your full retirement benefit age is 67. And just like you mentioned, Chuck, the longer we wait to take Social Security, the higher our payment is for the rest of our life. So, You know, you want to consider your financial goals. You want to consider your longevity. I mean, nobody's got a crystal ball to know how long they're going to live. But if we look at mom and dad, we look at our own lifestyle. um, We look at, you know, some other things to consider and when to take Social Security is, you know, what kind of assets do we have that we can live on? What, um, 
what's our goal as far as inheritance and passing money on to the next generation? Social security is not something that we can pass on to the next generation, whereas our assets are. So all these things have to be considered before we just walk in and start social security at 62 because we're first eligible. And the vast majority of people today are doing that. It's over 50% of people start their social security when they're first eligible at 62. All right. One thing you have to uh, do, Andy, is uh, think twice before before you want to borrow from your 401k. Correct. Taking a loan from your 401k retirement savings account can be tempting. After all, it's your money. And as long as your plan sponsor permits borrowing, you usually have five years to pay it back, of course, with interest. But short of an emergency, tapping your 401k isn't necessarily a great idea. So I would really implore you to look at um, why you're considering borrowing from that account. I mean, if you have children that are having some struggles or having some problems, uh, it may or may not be a good idea to help them out. And I know that that is a massive struggle because you don't want to see them struggle. However, the reality of the situation is you can't go back in time. They have time to keep working. How much time do you really have to keep working and to keep stashing money for your own personal savings? If you're considering retiring at full retirement age benefits, you could easily go another 20, 25, 30 years. I mean, we're seeing more and more people live well into their 90s and with today's medical advancements and technology and medications, it's quite easy for people to start living to that length of time. So be very mindful that when you are considering borrowing from your 401k, that it is a very valuable reason to do that because you will have to pay taxes on that money that comes out of that immediately. If you are under 59 and a half, you're going to have a 10% penalty from the feds and you're going to have a state penalty. So be careful when you're considering doing something like that. It needs to be an incredibly good reason. Yeah. Luke, what about avoiding the stock market? Is that something that uh, people should uh, think twice about? Yeah, shying away from the stocks, you know, just because they seem too risky is one of the biggest mistakes that investors can make when they're savings, saving for retirement. You know, it's true. The market has plenty of ups, plenty of downs. We've seen that certainly over the last 18 months. But since 1926, stocks have returned an average of 10% a year. Bonds, CDs, other bank instruments, and, you know, that money you've got stashed under your mattress doesn't come anywhere close to that. And you want to keep in mind that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing scenario. You don't have to say, I'm going to be 100% risky, super aggressive, or you don't have to say, I'm going to have 100% under the mattress. Wise retirement uh, would have various different buckets with different focuses for each of those buckets of money um, with a mindset on, you know, what sort of the risk associated with each and how do they relate together. We want to make sure that they dovetail together and can provide you with what you need for your retirement years. All right. We're running out of time in this segment. We've got a couple of minutes to talk about ignoring long-term care. That's something we need to avoid, right, Andy? It is absolutely. I mean, let's face it. We all want to believe we're going to stay healthy and, you know, monitoring long in into our retirement years. We're just going to be around forever. But a good diet, plenty of exercise, regular medical checkups can help. But the hardest of retirees can fail to fall ill, excuse me, and absent a serious illness, it takes, well, let me start over. 
A good diet, plenty of exercise, and regular medical checkups help, but even the hardest of retirees can still fall ill. And absent a serious illness, time will take its inevitable toll on mind and body as you progress through your 70s, 80s, and 90s. Let's face it, one of the biggest challenges of today is actually Alzheimer's and dementia. It is that being unable to care for oneself because your body is unwell and your mind is good or your mind is unwell and your body is good or both. So from a combination of just making sure that you have what you need, long-term care can, can affect between seven and out of 10 people. And so this is a bigger challenge than I think what's getting discussed. Traditional long-term care is very expensive. They can increase the rates a lot um, and there's no end in sight for where those rates can go and in some cases insurance companies are literally trying to push large swaths of people out of long-term care just by outpricing them so when you're looking at long-term care options we need to look at the different things that are available to you. Um, there are hybrid plans that cannot raise premium on you. You can pay for a limited amount of time and still have benefits that will remain for whatever years that you are planning for. So work with somebody that has the knowledge to help you figure out what tools and what solutions are going to be best available for you. Okay. And our final thought about uh, something you should be thinking about out there as you approach retirement is don't just think you can go to the Sun Belt and be happy, right, Luke? Relocating on a whim, not necessarily the right thing to do, even though you're looking out your window and seeing about three feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, for me, over the weekend, it was about a foot of snow on the ground. So I can understand where the appeal uh, for those of us living in northeast Wisconsin might be that the grass is greener down in Florida, which it absolutely is because it's not dead like it is here. Um, however, the advice is that, you know, test the waters out before you just go diving into making that decision. You know, test it out. Travel down there. Travel to some different areas. See if it's going to be the right fit. You know, see if it fits with the family dynamic before you just jump in and make that big decision. Absolutely. So uh, you need to make a big decision here uh, at this point, because if you're approaching retirement, if you're in that retirement red zone, as we say, about five to seven years uh, from the time that you want to uh, hang them up, so to speak, uh, job wise, why give uh, dual financial strategies a call? They've got over 20 years of experience helping people as fiduciaries, people like you, uh, to get to and through retirement very successfully with the goals and aspirations that you individually have. It's called that Retirement Lifestyle Review that they will provide for you at no cost, no obligation. But you have to do one thing, and that is to make the phone call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. So wherever you're listening to us on this program each and every week, let Dual Financial Strategies construct a uh, retirement plan into individually uh, conducive uh, to your specifications, your needs, your wants in retirement. Once again, no cost, no obligation to get that appointment uh, with Luke or Andy or Sam at 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a fast-moving show, and uh, I guess it's question and answer time, isn't it? When we come back, we've got listener questions and more right after this. We're back in our final segment here of Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in 
Uh, with Sam Duell on assignment, we have Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel uh, all set to answer some questions here. And remember, they can give you that retirement lifestyle review at no cost, no obligation at 866-203-7486. That's the number. Don't procrastinate. Make that phone call and uh, make an appointment to, to visit with them about your retirement because it's fiduciary standards they uphold uh, very, very well. No wokeness. Uh, they will awaken you, though, with a lot of facts that uh, you need to know uh, in retirement that are salient to your situation. All right, we've got some good questions here, Luke. We're going to start it off with Alex in. We're going to start it off with uh, Alice in uh, Swamico. So, are you all set to go with her question? I'm all set. All right. She said, I retired last year at the age of 71 and started collecting my Social Security benefits. Uh, I understand that I can earn up to $21,240 this year without any impact on my benefits, but I want to be safe uh, rather than sorry. So I booked an appointment to sit down and discuss this. So what else can you help me with uh, for somebody my age? Am I doing the right thing by uh, discussing this uh, in that situation? And am I right about the figures, first of all? Hi, Alice. Well, congratulations on retirement. Congratulations on maximizing your Social Security and waiting to start um, taking that when you were 70. Uh, the vast majority of people do not do that. So kudos to you. Um, yeah, first on the numbers, uh, because you've waited um, till 70 years old to take your Social Security, once you go over the full retirement age, so 66, 67 years old, there is no longer a cap on what you can make each year. So if you still want to make, you know, above that threshold, that the threshold that you gave is only for your earnings prior to full retirement age. So if you take Social Security at 62 or up to age 67, then they limit the amount that you can earn. Um, as far as what else we can help with in a first visit. So you've you've scheduled some time with us. Um, that's great because that time is really for you to address any other concerns worries, um, goals that you might have for retirement. And certainly social security is a big one. Um, but you may also want to consider things like taxes, um, other forms of income. What are your expenses now? We can help put together a plan to help get you on the right path to ensure that your assets last as long as you do and even longer. All right, let's go to Bernadette in Sherwood now. And Andy, uh, she's got this question for you. She says, I'm retiring at the end of 2023. I used a fee-based advisor five years ago to ensure that I was on the right track to retire. But based on uh, prior analysis and goals, I've accumulated enough assets to retire as I planned. So what are the top five areas that I should ask my advisor to focus on uh, now that I'm changing from the accumulation phase to the drawdown phase? Well, that's a great question, Bernadette. Um, congratulations on saving those assets. That's great. I would start by asking your advisor what they actually focus on. So it's wonderful that they are fee-based. Are they fee-based and focused on retirement? Are they fee-based and focused on growth and accumulation? Because there are so many nuances to retirement. So things that you are going to want to investigate or get a second opinion on would be your income. Where is it coming from? 
um, how bulletproof is it essentially and that you don't have to worry about it coming in? Is it solely Social Security? Do you have rental income coming in? Do you have um, any other sources of income that you can count on emphatically that it's not going away? Secondly, taxes. I would spend a great deal of time talking about taxes because taxes is something that we can take a look at, plan for a bit, and then determine which bucket of money you're going to pull from. Does it make sense to utilize your IRA money? Does it make sense to use your Roth money? Um, are you needing to get um, the government health care plans right now or looking at subsidies. So that's something that you've got to be concerned about or dealing with. And of course, expenses. What are your expenses going into retirement? How much money do you need every month to exist? And then where's your cushion? What do you have out there? Fees would be another huge deal. If you're going to continue working with a fee-based advisor, that's wonderful. Where are their fees coming from? How much are you paying them? Long-term care is another point that I think is of particular value, especially for women, because we tend to live longer. So making sure that you have someone to care for you or that you have money set aside that if you go into a facility because you can't do two of your activities a day living that you do have a way to pay for that. Um, Medicare planning is also a component of retirement that you need to look at because depending on how much income you make that could affect how much you pay for Medicare. So we've had a number of clients that have done some large distributions out of their IRAs and unfortunately it will affect your taxes for two years as far as Medicare and how they look at that and how much they charge you. So just be mindful when you are going to pull out money from your accounts, how much in any one year that you're going to do, because that can affect other things that you need to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. All right, Luke, Eddie and Appleton wants to know, uh, having a lot of anxiety, he says, when it comes to actually spending the money in my retirement account that I saved for and worked so hard to build, uh, is this a fairly common thing psychologically? And if so, do you have any suggestions on how uh, I can calm my nerves? Hi, Eddie. Yes, this is very common in our 20 plus years of help, helping people in or near retirement. More than half, I would say. Um, don't have a hard statistic on that, but it is over half. The vast majority struggle with spending the money because as you've alluded to, psychologically, I mean, all, for all these years, you've just seen that money grow. You've regularly put money into there. And now the thought of having to take money out um, is kind of counter to what you've been doing with that money. Um, but if, um, you know, because you've got anxiety around running out of money, um, this can mean different things to different people. The concern can be coming from a different place based on your past, what you've experienced, where you've come from, what your upbringing was like. So I would suggest that we start with a conversation at one of our offices. I mean, if you reach out to us, um, Rick, a member of our team can set up a, a time for us to just talk about developing a plan for your assets. What do you have now? As Andy alluded to so well, you know, what are the income needs? What are your expense needs? Taking a look at not just what is your tax rate today or, or the year that you retire, but what is your tax rate potentially down the road when we take into account you know, required distributions and so forth. Um, many people will find comfort in having an advocate basically in their corner to help them make financial decisions. And at the end of the day, I think uh, one of our big jobs is actually helping people to spend the money that they have because, you know, the, a retirement plan is not just saying, I'm not going to take a distribution. A retirement plan is 
having the income set up in a tax efficient manner with the investment tools in place so that you can live the retirement that you've always dreamed of. All right, we'll go to Christopher in Green Bay now, Andy. Uh, saving for retirement in a brokerage account. He said, not a 401k. Can I do this? Um, I just started a new job at a great but small firm, uh, and they have no retirement plan. So I've worked for 28 years and have been contributing to a 401k, but I want to finish out my last eight to 10 working years with uh, this company I'm with now. Uh, Can I just say for retirement in a brokerage account with ETFs and mutual funds? Well, hi, Christopher. Good question. So are you a 1099 Um, employee or are you a W-2 employee? Because there's some different options. I mean, you can always start your own personal IRA outside or your own personal Roth IRA outside of a 401k or traditional. Unfortunately, you're a little bit more limited as to how much you can actually put into those accounts when it's an outside your individual account as opposed to being tied to a 401k. So from that standpoint, um, if you are a 1099 employee, you might have the option to have a SEP IRA because you're an independent and that way you could put more money into a traditional IRA type plan. Now, if you're looking for something that's obviously tax free, since we don't know what the taxes are going to be later on and with the spending of today's administration, we really have no idea what taxes are going to look like. But most people, I think, would agree that taxes probably are going to go up. So it may behoove you to put more money or focus more on tax free options like a Roth IRA or even a LERP plan is what we call it, which is a life insurance retirement plan. Um, So we could talk about that if you want in more details to give you more options for looking at the next eight, 10 years of working years for you. Um, There isn't a reason that you can't per se use an individual account. There isn't necessarily a tax benefit to you and you'll have capital gains taxes that you'll have to deal with at a later point in time, depending on what capital gains rates are, as opposed to what your income tax rates are. So that's definitely something that we need to address. All right. Final question comes from Kelly and DePere, Luke, and uh, what to do with the uh, when a 401 uh, is not available uh, and an IRA is maxed, I'd like to move money, but I'm trying to save for retirement in some kind of retirement account. You got any tips for me? Hi, Kelly. Well, this question's similar in a way. There's going to be some overlap to the last question from Christopher. Um, and, and my mind goes to, you know, first of all, are you married? If you are married, you can contribute for a spouse, even if that spouse doesn't have earned income. You could contribute, Kelly, for them um, and make a contribution to the IRA because I know yours is already maxed out. Outside of that, if you don't have your own 401k, if you're fortunate enough to be 1099 or a business owner, there are things in addition to the SEP. uh, There's like a simple IRA or a solo 401k. Those are all just retirement plans for those that are self-employed or own their own business. Unique contribution limits. It's like setting up your own 401k plan. Uh, But if you don't own your own business and say you just work for a company and they don't have that 401k benefit, then utilizing a brokerage account, utilizing an individual account where you can still invest in the market like you would in a 401k, um, you don't have some of the same tax benefits up front or on the backside, but that is not um, totally unfavorable the way that those accounts are taxed. Um, Actually, they're, they're somewhat more favorable than the ordinary income brackets that we have. And there's no contribution limit then to the amount of money that you can put into them from year to year. 
All right, wonderful questions, great answers, and ladies and gentlemen, it's all up to you right now to make that phone call. No cost, no obligation. Give Dual Financial Strategies a call. Give uh, Andy and Luke a call right now at 866-203-7486. Once again, 866-203-7486, and they will set up an appointment with you uh, and give you that retirement lifestyle review uh, that is custom tailored to your retirement needs because it's all about your thoughts. Andy talked about it in the first segment. Ask questions. Um, what's best for me? Uh, here's what I want to do. What would you suggest? All of these types of things when you have that meeting with them uh, at no cost, no obligation for that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. Don't delay. Make that phone call. All right. Who wants the pleasure of uh, greeting our listeners for the final time. Thanks for listening, folks. We look forward to hearing or seeing you next week, same time, same place. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.